Welcome to the Edgy Tech Me podcast. This episode is produced by Ben Newsom, Suzette Bailey, Carrie Benedett and Jonathan Schack. And yes I am an AI introducing each episode. AI is starting to be used to interpret ancient language and texts. This can be have a huge impact on our understanding of ancient civilizations. The episode also mentions how ancient history informs our current language, and how AI could help decipher written language that is nonverbal. The panel of this podcast discusses how AI could be used to help unlock ancient languages and their secrets. It also suggests that AI could be used to help preserve languages that are in danger of being lost. G'day everyone, welcome again to the Edutech Me podcast. I've really been looking forward to this particular chat because this one's all about language in its purest form, written language, and importantly, what if you can't interpret in the first place? Now, uh, really looking forward to this. Thank you so much, Suzette Bailey, for sharing this particular link with us. I mean, and Jonathan Shack, I know this really grabbed your attention, as it did with you, Carrie Benedet. So uh, guys, what do you think about AI interpreting language? Well, wow. if I may kick off, um, you know, I'm fascinated by things like the Rosetta Stone, which actually enabled us to um, decipher a lot of ancient language because it had some Greek and some Latin and some Arabic and some whatever um, and uh, hieroglyphics on it. And because it all said the same thing, if you got one key, you could open up the whole lot. But there's still a lot of ancient knowledge that we have not been able to understand mm. things like and you know maybe it's a bad thing but things like greek fire for example which was a, a weapon of the byzantine empire nobody knows how to make that now that's a good thing but <laughs> um, but you know there's so many other things that the ancients did that we don't really understand and if we could find some of those texts that ai could then interpret for us and and decipher for us i think we'd learn an awful lot and um, hopefully good stuff. I'm wondering if it would bring back an interest in ancient history, because over the, over the last decades, the last two decades, there's been a decline in students at school studying ancient history and it being offered as subjects. So perhaps we're opening up a new possibility of curriculum content as well and curiosity if we're using AI as a tool to unlock unlock the history, unlock the stories, because everybody loves a story. They are, yeah. So, I mean, just for anyone who's not really across what we're talking about, the AI is actually filling in the blanks. So it's sort of like us when we, you, you know, at school and you'd get this, you know, sort of uh, start with it and there'd be a one or two words missing and you had to fill in the blanks. Well, pretty much the AI is filling the blanks. So in this case, with the blocks of um, things like the Rosetta Stone where, big chunks are missing from the actual, so it's not just written language, it's written language actually being inscribed in, in that stone and masonry and things like that. And I think this is, a, is amazing because it's not only um, having to understand what was being said, but it has to extrapolate what's likely to be missing from what's already there. And humans you know, have been doing this, archeologists have been doing this particularly for a while, but this particular AI, which is called Ithaca, that they've been developing, um, has been trained on all of this kind of tech, um, all of this previous language from these um, these ancient um, civilizations. And I think you're right, Carrie. It's going to be uh, there's the aspect of not just only are we going to be able to know what um, how have an idea what they're saying, but it's going to give us an ability to read things that previously 
may not have been able to to even consider or even understand what they were talking about. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And I kind of think about um, what are the applications outside of working with Asian history. But mind you, that's an interesting subject. But I kind of think about uh, when people write text down because they're nonverbal and there's different words that are displayed in different ways. But what if someone's actually literally having trouble articulating what they want to say? And more importantly, you're the one as the person trying to interpret what it is they're trying to say. Wouldn't it be interesting if AI could sort of help that too? And then there's the other side. I mean, I was just thinking about, uh, just prior to this recording, uh, that movie that came out of Rival, uh, whereby you had, they are called hexapods. <laughs> some, like, some alien life form uh, producing this written language in circular sort of smoke-like sort of fashion. And so they bring in you know, a linguist who could possibly work this out. Eventually, language is, language is a pattern. It's a construct. It's a code. And so I suspect that AI is really going to come to its own with this for sure. Yeah, no, very interesting, very interesting. And I had to smile when, you know, you shared that link with us and the, the AI is actually called Ithaca. Ithaca is where Odysseus came from. And he, of course, went on long journeys of discovery on his way home from um, the Battle of Troy or the War of Troy. So, um, you know, Carrie's point about ancient history is that ancient history informs our language to this very day. Yes. But a lot of people don't understand their own language or where it comes from. I mean, mm. you know, so many words come from Shakespeare, for example, and so many idioms come from Shakespeare. But I mean, he didn't create a lot of those things. He just wrote down a lot of those things. So it came from even, you know, further back. So, you know, that if AI can help us interpret things, and I just had a thought while Ben was talking about the, the Dead, Street, Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm. A, a lot of that was missing because you know, they'd been buried for so many, many years and it was faded and difficult to read. And, I, you know, even though I, and I'm not evangelising here, even though I have a faith, I would imagine that some of the people who have got hold of those scrolls have filled in what they thought it should be. <laughs> True. True. And, and not it's actually... And the AI, you know, AI Ithaca, if it, if it could be brought to bear on those that, that particular resource, yeah. it, it might turn the religion, which is man-made, um, on its head. It could be very interesting because you all know that when you write something and you leave out the not, it changes the complete... <laughs> understanding of what you've just written <laughs> but we're continually discovering more about uh, the, the the world aren't we and and how old it is our indigenous cultures so i just instantly went to machu picchu and i went there's still plenty of places that we haven't discovered um where there is a, an ancient language that we uh, uh, symbols so the AI could actually be use, very useful in, in this way as well. Um, it could be that, you know, I know if anything's put in stone, if you've got artefacts um, that we can use, it could be that there's photography that goes with this, some scanning and um, also that goes into being able to unlock some of the secret stories, some of the, the heritage that, and the, the magnificence of what humans have been able to do over generations and, and perhaps we're living in, you know, in, in one of those situations now where AI can be used for magnificence, um, un, you know, just unlocking a whole lot more information. It's a tool. So, yeah. you know, we have this. Look, it's, it's 
this with AI that it can be you like I think part of the whole thing with AI is that it actually is only limited by our imagination and I think part of it a lot of it is where we actually fall down um, or at least where you know is how far can we go how far should we go um, but I think a lot of it is yeah looking looking at this aspect of taking um, and extrapolating ancient languages using AI uh, we pre in a previous podcast we talked about it being used to be able to talk to, to whales and things there's mm. so many different um, applications of this kinds of technology of being able to uh, potentially even children who are non-verbal being able to maybe extrapolate how they interact with the world and some of the things that they do can then um, provide them language where they've never had language before yeah, absolutely. Actually, honestly, the whole time you were saying there is reminding me of a very old Simpsons episode where uh, uh, one of the characters had invented uh, something that would interpret a baby. <laughs> Wouldn't that be handy? Yes. <laughs> Incredibly so. And whoever designs that, you're going to do well for you. Uh, anyway. This reminded me of that very old movie called Firefox, a Clint Eastwood movie where he steals a Russian plane and you put on the helmet and you have to think the controls. So yeah, that, that'd be a worry I, though. That must be an AI. <laughs> I, I hope I control it. So someone like me, something my my brain darts somewhere, and now the plane does as well. <laughs> well, look, one of the mindsets for you know, towards... movie, but, um, I can't remember. It's Jan, somebody I think was his name. That was he was in in that movie, and they actually had TV series after uh, for, um, for Fire as well. Right. Yes. Sorry, Suzette. I was just thinking one of the, you know, some of the mindset skills that we're we're looking at um, for the next decade are, in, are are telling us that we need to actually be explorers, global explorers and connectors. But we also need to be tech savvy, like teenagers, have this curiosity around tech, and be able to use it to our best ability. Not to replace, not to replace us, but to use it for for in curiosity, invention, creativity, solving problems. You know, looking at ways to um, to care care for each other globally, and so I think we've we've got some great uh, great examples that we've been talking about in our recent podcast. Hundred percent, and actually we've got because we're thinking a lot, a lot of it comes down to intersection between two, two different ideas to produce something new. What if we actually looked at AI as a as an enabler of this? You know, getting two disparate ideas that can be shoved together that we may not have thought of before. Maybe AI might help us with that as well, Carrie. Well, what, what do we get when we rub two sticks together? We can get fire. So why not why not use the same premise to just ignite innovation and um, well-being and sort of um, generosity that can be extended across all nations um, so that all people, we could even solve hunger with this. We could solve poverty with this. You never know what we could do. Yes. Up education. Definitely. Yeah, we'll a, lot a lot of that, though, comes back to it we are still humans I mean AI has got its limitations um, and, and I think it's not that AI can't help all of those things um, us as humans have to change first for the, a lot of that for the things to happen yeah. uh, but one of the things I, I suppose for me this big thing about language is that uh, it's bringing the ability to have language to people who had, did not have a voice previously and in the case of Wales you know, physical whales and things like that, uh, nonverbal children, um, ancient languages, um, cultures that may have languages that are not 
as um, uh, you know, sort of based in the Anglo-Saxon English-based languages, and so people you know may not necessarily be able to communicate. And I think for me, opening up communication is the big the big winner here because uh, we ultimately connections and other things like what you're saying carry around. Um, world hunger we only can fix those if we can start to be a global community yep. that actually sees ourselves as global community members uh, and language is a very big element of that i wonder if it could help save languages that are about to die as well mm -hmm. um, because when language is destroyed as in orwell's book you know you destroy knowledge and you gain power <laughs> Um, so if we could, you know, rescue some of those languages where people are literally dying off and, you know, the language is being lost by putting AI to work to actually get the full benefit of that dying language. 100%. And actually, and that was a really good way to think about as we end this particular episode. Use your language. We'd love to know what you think when it comes to how you might actually do use how would you put this ai to use how would how would it work in your community or broadly what would you do in your whatever you do in your organizations or even your family life gosh that baby thing might be designed for you who knows uh but look thank you very much for hanging out with the edutech me podcast uh and again you hang out with me ben newsom we've got jonathan Stack, carrie benedict and suzette bailey and uh we'll catch you another time thanks for listening to the edutech me podcast we hope you enjoyed this episode Please subscribe to get notified about new episodes.